Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is where you learn how to create a happy nurturing relationship with your children without anxiety, stress, or guilt. Carefree parenting, helping you be the kind of parent you've always wanted to be. I'm parenting coach Vinita Zutshi and today's episode is how to get your child to talk to you. We're all familiar with the scenario. You get home from work and ask your child, what happened at school today? The answer might be nothing or the usual. Or you may ask, how was your day? And your child says, okay. You are used to this and continue your questions. How was the test? How was the special assembly? How was the sports competition? Again, you get a one word or one sentence reply. This sort of response usually begins somewhere around age 7 or 8, though it can begin even earlier. You wonder how you're going to deal with your child's teenage when it's already so difficult to get them to tell you anything. If your child is a teenager, you may be so used to one word or one sentence answers to your questions that you've almost forgotten the time when your child spoke to you. What is going on? Before we answer this question, let's look at how children learn to talk. First, they must hear people talking. Children learn by listening. So if they're hearing people speak, they will know that we use words to express ourselves. They will learn that things have names and actions have names. Some words express approval and happiness, while others express the opposite. They will learn how the same word used in different tones can express different emotions. Look at what you've done! Means something completely different from Look at what you've done! This is a very good reason for us to speak normally to our children. Very often, we mispronounce words, thinking it will help us connect better with our children. As a result, so sweet becomes chaw-tweet. When our children hear this, they try to repeat the sound they hear. And so, they learn to say chaw-tweet. After a few years, we start worrying that they're not speaking correctly and take them to speech therapists to make them say, so sweet. Ridiculous, isn't it? Most of the time, there's nothing wrong with how our children speak. It is we who teach them the wrong thing and then expect them to self-correct magically later in life. It's as if someone taught you to drive on the wrong side of the road while you were learning and expected you to drive on the correct side of the road when you actually began driving. How could you imagine? It was just your driving instructor's peculiar idea of fun. And now, you have to deal with the stress and the relearning. Yes, many children are not able to make certain sounds clearly. That is because speech is a very complicated biological mechanism. Not only the brain and learning, but also the physiology, the lips, tongue, teeth, 
throat and breath need to work together to make sounds and speech. It takes practice and while you're busy worrying or delighting in the mispronounced sounds, your child is simply practicing till he gets it right. So, let's try and speak normally to our children. Today, there's another huge challenge in this area. Most children are learning speech from digital devices. Eight-month-old babies are addicted to videos and cell phones and tablets and the TV. That's why so many children sound artificial in real life. They're learning how to communicate through speech from cartoon shows and they don't really speak that way, not in real life. Try as far as possible that they hear real people having real conversations and have real conversations with your child. For instance, you can put your child in the high chair as you lay the table and talk about what you're doing. You might begin with, first we put the table mats. Each mat must be in front of a chair. Then we bring the plates and put one plate on each mat and so on. You can talk about things you do, places you go to, people you meet, any number of things. There's always enough to talk about. Also, not only is your child learning language, he's also learning skills, what to do and how to do it. So the first step in getting your children to talk to you through their childhood and teenage is to talk a lot to them and talk normally when they are little, even though you think they don't understand anything you say to them. In fact, I suggest going one step further. Talk to the baby when you're pregnant. You may not know whether it's a boy or girl, but you can always talk to the baby. I began speaking to my child when I was three months pregnant. And uh, what should you say? You say whatever you want to say. Whatever you'd like to say to the baby after it's born. I told my baby that I was really excited that it was finally going to be born. Remember, I wanted to be a parent since I was nine. I told the baby I would show it what a beautiful world we lived in and that we would look at and do lots of wonderful things together. You get the idea. It doesn't matter what you say. Say whatever's natural to you. There's a huge bonus when you talk to your baby a lot, whether you begin when you're pregnant or after the baby is born. Your child connects to the sound of your voice and you can calm your child simply by speaking to him or her. By the way, this advice isn't just for moms. It holds true for dads as well. Speak to your child as much as you can and you'll have children who connect with you. Alright, so you've been speaking and finally, your little one responds with one word. You burn up the phone wires with excitement telling friends and family what that first word was. Slowly, your child acquires language and begins speaking. Now comes the really difficult part. You have to stop talking and start listening. Children don't communicate in sentences. They start with words and pointing. Yes, no, toy, food, play, things like that. You can encourage them by asking them questions that need more than a one-word answer. This is where the problem begins. Let's go back to the one-word responses you're getting from your children. Earlier we asked, what is going on? Here's what's going on. We are always pressed for time. We want to give the child the toy 
and finish our presentation or TV show or phone conversation. Maybe we just want five minutes of peace and quiet. So we take the one word and the pointing as an answer. Most people want their children to speak fluently because we associate fluent speech with a good personality, education, confidence, competence and ability. But speaking is also a skill that needs to be practiced and your child is not going to speak into a vacuum. So ask your child questions that begin with how and why. Of course they won't know how to answer immediately. That's because they know the words. But it doesn't mean they can pull the right words from their memory and put them in the correct order in one flowing sentence. They'll stop and start and stumble. And you'll be short of time and impatient and want to help them and not see them struggle. So you'll give them the word immediately or prompt them in some way. I love my daughter to the ends of the universe. But it was really, um, um, difficult, uh, for me. Uh, uh, um, to wait, uh, till she, A sentence uh, together. Sometimes it felt like I'd be a year older by the time she finished two sentences. But you have to wait patiently and quietly. And you have to listen. Don't supply the words. Don't say anything. Just ask your question and wait till she tells you. As your child begins to speak more, he will be able to share more about what happened at the party, in school, during the day, at the bookstore and so on. Now is the time for you to take the next step. Ask him what he thinks. This is both difficult and dangerous. Now, your child not only needs to understand what happened, but also to think about it. So he will begin to have a point of view. And you are encouraging him to share this point of view with you. A pushed B in the playground. I helped B to get up. This is what happened. A was not nice to B. This is what he thinks. What happens if we don't take this step? What happens if we don't encourage our children to share their thoughts, feelings and opinions? We end up with children who are good reporters. They share what happened but we learn nothing about what they think, who they are becoming, who they really are in their minds and their hearts. There is no intimacy in such a relationship. After all, you go to your vegetable seller all the time and talk to him or her and that person talks to you too. But you wouldn't say you were close to them, would you? The same way, you need to learn about what your child thinks, how she feels, if you are to enjoy a close relationship with her. If you take this step, and I truly, truly hope that you do, you will have to learn to take a step back 
yourself. You will have to stop your instinct of immediately sharing what you think about what happened. Sometimes you may not like or agree with his point of view. Maybe he is the one who pushed another child on the playground. And when you ask why, he says, because he was not letting me play. You ask, how did you feel? He says, good, because he stopped asking and I could play. Most of us would jump in at this point and say, that is not a good thing. You should not push others. The thing to understand is that when we say such things, our children listen and understand the words. But the words don't mean much to them. They are very, very young and only see their interest, their own point of view. The best way to teach is to say, what if he had been on the swing and you wanted a turn and he pushed you? Some kids might say they wouldn't like it. Others might say, I'll push him back. For the second category, you'll have to explain that this way, your child may not have any friends to play with. But whatever your child's point of view, let her share it with you. This is absolutely vital. Don't correct her. Don't say she's wrong. Don't give her your point of view and make her repeat it. When you let her speak, you are telling her that it is safe for her to speak her mind. When she speaks and you listen, she gets the message that you're interested in her and what she does and what she thinks. You are interested enough to give her your time, attention and energy. When you listen, you are telling her that she can talk to you and when she does, you will listen. This is what is missing. You toss one casual question. How was your day? When you enter the house, while your mind is buzzing with things you need to do, something that happened at the office and a desperate thirst for a hot cup of tea. You're not really listening. Or you ask your child when she gets home from school, tired and not necessarily in the mood to talk. Your child has seen this. Your child has lived this. Even in her childhood, she gets the message that it's just a ritual, like saying good morning in the morning or bye when you're leaving. And so she stops talking to you. And then it's difficult to make her begin again. And as time goes by, it gets harder and harder. Or you ask when she's rushing off to play or busy and doesn't want to talk. So find a time in the day to talk, all of you, with each other. But also find some time every day to talk one-on-one -on -one with each of your children. It may be just 10 minutes but focus completely on one child. And give each of your children your undivided attention when it's their time. Your children need to know that you're interested, that you are listening. As you continue this, they will always know that you are interested and that you will listen. And if your relationship with them allows open communication, if they feel free enough to express an opinion, even if you disagree with it or disapprove of it, they will talk to you. As you do all this, keep in mind that generally girls talk and share much more than boys do. But what if you've been doing all this and your child talked to you earlier but has suddenly become quiet? Aha! Now we come to it. 
unless there are other behavioral changes like mood swings, changes in appetite, extreme aggression or fear, changes in sleep and health. When your daughter or son, who has been quite communicative, suddenly becomes much quieter, they are going through a normal process. It's called growing up. Growing up also means growing away from you. Growing up means trying to understand who they are, what they feel and what they think. And they cannot do it with you around them and deeply involved. They need to step back, pull away and figure things out for themselves. So let them be. Make sure you still have time together and don't push them for answers. But keep a sharp eye open for when you feel they need a little help. Maybe he's looking upset or unhappy. Let him be. If this continues for a few days, you can gently broach the topic when you're alone. You seem upset about something. Can I help? Would you like to talk about it? That's it. Don't push, just offer. If he doesn't accept your offer, don't feel bad. Understand that he's trying to come up with a solution on his own. He has to practice solving problems himself so he can solve the bigger problems that he may face in the future. And letting your child solve her problems on her own has two more benefits. One is that she will gain confidence. She tried to solve a problem. If she succeeded, great! If she couldn't solve it, the world did not end. Either way, she would have tried to solve it herself. It's like driving. You won't be a confident driver till you start driving on your own, with no one else in the car. The other benefit is that she will know that she has lived through a difficult time. The next time she faces a difficulty, she will remember that she got past the earlier problem. This knowledge will give her hope. Confidence and hope. Aren't these great things to build into your children? So don't take these gifts away from them by stepping in to solve all their problems. Your child may end up asking for your support or sharing with you just to ease his burden. This is a gift. A gift of the trust your child has in you. So, accept that gift. Listen, showing your interest and concern. And listen without judging him. So, here's how to get your kids to talk to you. 1. Talk normally to your children when they're babies or even before they're born. 2. When they begin talking, listen, even though it's slow and painful and boring. Listen without interrupting. 3. Encourage them to talk to you, to share not only the events in their lives, but also their thoughts, feelings and opinions. 4. Make the time to talk and listen every single day. 5. If all the other signs are fine, let them be when they pull away. It's a sign of growing up. 6. Stand by to offer support, even when they're withdrawn and quiet. If you can follow these steps, your children will continue to speak to you throughout, whether they are in primary school or tweens or teenagers. Yet another winning strategy to make you a carefree parent. Got comments, feedback or suggestions? Want to share your stories and experiences? Write to me 
at vinita at carefreeparenting.com. That's V-I-N-I-T-A at C-A-R-E-F-R-E-E-P-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-G dot com. Visit www.carefreeparenting.com for lots more tips and to consult me personally. I'm Parenting Coach Vinita Zutshi and you've been listening to Carefree Parenting. I'll catch you next Friday at 7 o'clock in the evening. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट